0: Welcome to Tech Talk Nation, talking about the latest tech, industry news, and hot topics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and
1: Instagram. Visit our website at techtalknation.com. Good evening and welcome to Tech Talk Nation. I'm your host Matt Fitzgerald and we are super happy to have you here tonight because we have a great show for you. There has been a lot that's gone on in the tech world recently and there is a lot to talk about including some wonderful stuff um, coming from Samsung, some not so wonderful stuff as well coming from Samsung and Apple and Tesla, making a major announcement this week that kind of put everybody back a little bit. Uh, We'll get to that and more later in this episode of Tech Talk Nation. So without further ado, I am joined once again by the wonderful co-hosts of Ryan Eastman and Matt Grislow, which decided to switch frames while I was uh, doing the intro here. So uh, (laughs) you pulled a fast one on me. me. It's me. I am Matt now. (laughs) I mean, at this point, I don't know if I even want to change the names. So, but I pro- I will here. So, let me move so that. So,
2: bad things on this podcast. Does he get canceled or do I? Ah, shoot. <laughs> there
1: we go. That's better. I'm pretty sure
0: I can win this battle. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. I I had to say the more cancelable
2: thing? Uh oh. Well, anyway, um, you were the first one to uh, cause us to bleep something out. So, ah, uh, a few f bombs. Yeah.
0: Alrighty. I don't know what it was, but it was, it was, a, it was an F bomb, I'm pretty sure. I used it right
1: now. And- <laughs> nice. Well, anyway, how are you guys doing today? It has been a, a while since we uh we had our last show here and uh Ryan, you are at once again a new location. Uh hopefully this one will be solid for now. Uh so <laughs> Yeah.
0: I got to keep it, you know, I got to mix it up a little bit. Keep everyone on their toes.
1: There you go. There you go. Let's and Grizzlo, you're just doing you. So, there you go. Same old, same old, man. Same old, Trying same old. Stay
2: alive, work to live, live to work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, live, live to make money, I guess. There you um, go. There you go. Be happy.
1: Before be we happy. get into all of the articles and everything, uh, you said you wanted to plug our social media once again. So I'll let you do that. Yep.
2: Yep. Again, thanks everyone for tuning in to Tech Talk Nation tonight. Uh, I'd like to ask you kindly again uh, to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Facebook, we are at Tech Talk Nation Show. On Instagram, we are at Tech Talk Nation. And on Twitter, we are at Tech Talk Nations. That's Tech Talk Nation with an S. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you get your uh, podcasts. Don't forget, we do stream this live. We post it on all these other places so you can catch us after the live show. That being said, please like, share, and subscribe on those platforms. We greatly appreciate it. We want to grow our numbers, we want to grow our presence. <laughs> um, we want to take Tech Talk Nations to the moon like all these meme coins. Um, so please uh, follow us there. We're trying to uh, come up with some good content on, on those other channels, um, thinking about splitting up the podcast, doing some clips um, in a sort of a clips format on YouTube, uh, as well as doing some other uh, quickie news on, on social media on, on our stories um, or our feeds. So check there us out there, and uh, without further ado, let's get this show on the road. All righty, so we're going to hit the ground
1: running today. Uh, we have a lot of updates, actually, from the last couple of weeks of Tech Talk Nation here. So um, without going into too much detail here, I my mic is acting a little weird today. I'm, I'm like peeking out the sound down there. But anyway... Uh, we have a lot of articles for you. The first one, Boeing grounding Starliner indefinitely now. According to the uh, Ars Technica here, basically, they're like, well, there's a bunch of valves that weren't working, and then they discovered some other problems, and they're just like, let's just avoid the situation in entirety, and just kind of like uh, prevent everything from happening here. Uh So they're just going to ground it, and that stinks, but Better to have it grounded than waste a bajillion dollars. So, uh, yay, I guess. Uh, Next article Thousands of Google workers uh, agree to pay cuts so they could work remotely. I remember us talking about the last article uh, how we would see this pan out, kind of, with them uh, releasing this tool basically to say how much less you'd make if you moved and stayed work from home. Uh, it says right here, Google has approved 85% of the requests, uh, that they've received to like staying work from home. Um, and long story short, they're just saying like, you either get demoted or a pay cut if you choose to be work from home, but that doesn't really matter because Facebook is just returning their, or they're delaying their, uh, return to office, uh, until 2022. Uh, so yeah, uh... That's that's interesting, I guess. Um, cool. And where is it? Uh, this one, Apple with their uh, their uh, child image scanning software. Uh, Apple is only seeking Apple to only seek abuse. I've I'm going to go out of limb here and basically just say that I. I thought I read this article, but that title kind of misled me a little bit. Basically it was just saying like, Hey, we're getting a bunch of criticism and we're not sure what's, what's going to happen pretty much. Like they're getting flack from a bunch (laughs) of different countries and. Oh, what a surprise. Oh, wow. Who would have thought? Um, And then the last update that we're kind of going to lead into our discussion with today is Walmart announcing Go Local, a last mile delivery service for other retailers. Basically using the Amazon model of like your last mile delivery and expanding that and allowing other retailers to basically hop on that bandwagon with little upfront cost. So it's really interesting to see. And we mentioned that walmart's trying to become a tech company in our last couple shows and this is once again going to um say that they are getting into tech where they have these distributed deliveries and the gig type economy so it's going to be interesting to see and i'd I'd love to hear your guys takes on this one it's this is interesting
2: right i think
0: i think it's them adapting uh probably better than a lot of other brick and mortar traditional places are To, I mean, definitely what's changing habits, right? Because I, for the most part, I think me and most people would rather just go online to be able to find stuff. So, you know, usually you go to Amazon and there's a million uh, cheap, whatever that they're just reselling. And this is, I think this is probably a decent way of competing with that in more, of, it's still more localized, which kind of makes sense because I get—I mean, Walmart doesn't sell cheap—is the wrong word to phrase, but like knockoff stuff for the most part. It all hmm. mostly like legitimately uh, set up things, so kind of right. opening that up to local people makes more sense to me, and that basically they're just acting as a delivery service, but they still get commission. I imagine on everything. Right. Yeah,
1: definitely.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think it's a smart move. Um, I, I think especially as Amazon's kind of, and this is not a new development. Amazon is the, the king of, of delivery of, of just getting goods and, and giving out, out goods at a price, you know, you have to pay for them. That's not free. Um, And, yeah, I think, Ryan, you make a very good point. Um, With changing habits and with people, you know, now more than ever um, doing more online than they did before, I think it just makes sense to uh, wrap that sort of service into their uh, company model. I I think it just kind of naturally makes sense. It's a natural progression of things. And for local partners uh, in the communities, I think it's actually a really neat thing to do. Definitely. And we'll obviously have to see how that pans out.
1: And it's going to be really interesting to see if they can actually leverage this for other retailers. Cool. Well, the next story we have for you today is about Razer. And this is really interesting. Razer is going to let you sign up to beta oh. test its RGB face mask. Uh, and here, here's the uh, face mask. If uh, It's called the Zephyr, uh, if you want to see that, I guess uh there it is on a person uh okay i don't know how to feel about this this is uh it's i mean i appreciate like i appreciate the fact of like hey if they're making masks are going to be around or whatever they're making it at least a little more like pc master <laughs> ac i guess like
2: <laughs> I, I don't it's, know it's it's very steampunk yes it's very steampunk i i think well, I don't know when this was announced. I don't know if this was sometime last year, if this was at, at CES this year. But um, for sure when I saw it, I thought it was project named Project Hazel at the time. I thought for sure at the time, this is not going to last. This is just a kind of um, a, a sort of knee-jerk project, kind of silly thing that they're going to do. Um, it's a one-off. It's not going to mean much. Well, uh, now we're seeing with the Delta variant um, and the new, the reemergence emergence of, of mask mandates across the states in different uh, parts of the country. I, I really, I don't, I don't know if this is a bad idea for the company just because we don't know how long we'll be in masks, um, but for the foreseeable future, we will be and uh, or at least they'll, they'll be around. And for people to uh, hop on this if they need to or want to, um, to have some sort of cool style you know, have that steampunk gamer vibe when they go out to the grocery store. You know, more power to them. Right. I hate this on so
0: many levels. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, I'm. It, it looks to me, it looks gaudy, expensive, and just like it looks stupid for the most part. Like, yes, yes. The only yes. the the situation in which I imagine someone wearing this is a rave or to like lollapalooza or some other like big thing like that. And at Ooh, that point, yeah. what's the point of wearing a mask there? I mean, you're already around right. countless hordes of people. Yeah,
2: like an EDM so, concert or something. Or even like something yeah, a DJ like, could wear. That'd be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what it looks like to me. And for that, like, if that's where you're going, that's a cool aesthetic to have. But why does it have to be a uh, mask then? Because <laughs> if you're already there, like you're, it's kind of clear. Like, yeah, I don't care. Right, I'm fine with the risk like it's uh, it's just kind of dumb it reminds me uh, at the beginning of this whole mess there was uh, they had like these big pods people put around their heads that were like oh yeah dollars a piece like yeah. like the, like the spaceman yeah. helmets yeah. yeah I hated those two for some a lot of the same reasons overpriced gaudy and just
1: uh right Ugh. and I don't know well something th- We'll have to see. I mean, this is just in beta right now, so we don't know like when or if they are even going to sell this, so who knows? Who knows? Alrighty, the next article we have for you, this is going to be a pretty hot-button issue right here. Uh, we are talking about the wonderful giant that is Facebook, and... Uh, their clash with recent researchers so basically long story short algorithm wash forced to shut down Instagram monitoring project after threats from Facebook long story short they created a plugin that users can uh, load up into into uh, Instagram so they could study basically how the algorithm works and how you're getting served the content that you get served and um, and facebook got angry with them basically threatened to take legal action against them if they didn't uh stop the um the uh research so they, they stopped it that was fine um and then they went and banned the researchers instagram's accounts or instagram accounts so i don't know this is a very big issue about privacy, um, walled gardens and all of the power that these tech companies have over our lives and them preventing you from trying to see, go behind, go under the hood and see what's actually happening.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big thing about transparency, right? I mean, I I can't say how many times, um, in the last two years, um, the big tech, uh, CEOs have been put in front of Congress and asked all kinds of questions about their, you know, potential censorship or, uh, methods of, you know, delivering content to their users. And they just either gave very, uh, politically crafted answers that danced around the true answer, or they just said they didn't have the answer and they'd get back to them. Um, I really, it disappoints me that these big companies, I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise me that these big companies do not want to be transparent, but it disappoints me uh, just because we're just kind of trending toward this, and this is something we've mentioned um, in the past few uh, episodes. We're, we're trending toward this sort of like digital uh, public square where you know ideas are expressed and people are able to discuss or, or talk or whatever um the idea that you you can't even understand how that works um and if you do you'll be censored banned and deplatformed is is scary um especially this this small you know company being threatened uh by the tech giant that is facebook right um it's scary it's not the first time this has happened that i don't believe um and it really just kind of it's disappointing right it's
0: yeah it's a tricky thing normally you'd expect you know like a market to take care of these things but it's kind of crazy they all kind of act like a cartel or a syndicate and that like when competition starts to pop up other like companies out from silicon valley will start like banning them and refusing to allow services to them, and a bunch of other things. It's a whole messy thing. Uh, I would love to put forward a wild theory on why Facebook would ban them.
1: <laughs> Let's hear it. I think it.
0: if people, I think you know, their research would probably give you a good idea how much
1: Facebook knows about you. And I think if people knew. It would creep them out and freak them out. Because... Well, to to put it into perspective here, basically all the data was anonymous that they were getting. They were trying to find trends, yeah. like whether whether they supported a certain type of politician, or they enforced oh. cer- they enforced like certain body types or like uh, stereotypes or things like that. Interesting. So, yeah, that would still
0: make them very, very. Uh... That would probably still scare Facebook because that will
2: probably get them dragged in front of the legal body again.
1: Well, here's here's the the thing. Research goes through. Yeah.
2: If I can quickly interject, Fitz, I, I do have to bring up an interesting point. Don't forget Facebook was originally, I mean, quite literally a Facebook where they were rating people based on looks. And that was the algorithm. Yeah, that's TikTok
0: now. Well, well,
2: that's not that's, quite what TikTok is. No,
0: I mean literally one of the algorithms that TikTok uses to promote content is how attractive they think you are, and that's oh, not well a yeah. joke.
2: They, they 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 dig into your deepest, darkest. Uh, no, it's machine learning. It's and terrifying. and yeah, they know more about you than you know about you. No, I mean they yeah, literally
0: I, take an image of you and they're like, "Hey, how attractive is this person?" Computer, and we're just like, "I think this," and they're like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna promote <laughs> this person." It's. TikTok's a nightmare hellscape. Just if anyone's
2: curious, but yeah. and, uh, when it comes to algorithms, that's that's how and privacy. Started. So it's interesting that this is what they were also researching. Yeah.
1: Well, to to put this into perspective a little bit too, and this is a very biased article by the people who got su- shut down. So they're they're obviously a little biased on the situation, but in the article here, um, let me let me see real quick. They say. Uh, you can't rely on Facebook because the company can't be trusted. They did—they failed to act on their own commitments, and basically, I forget where they say, uh, they basically were weaponizing their terms of service, and oh, yeah. there was a, there was some, some a paragraph here. I I forget exactly where it was, um, basically saying like what they found, saying that uh, is it that middle one speaking out?
2: Facebook blamed. Uh, no, it's it's
1: it's under here basically saying that, um, without independent, there was something, um, something saying we like maybe
2: thinking at the top.
1: I'm, I'm to try- do talk about like on a, urge,
0: under a urgent purpose. need, uh, there was something about Palestine and stuff, but uh,
1: <laughs> yes, there it is. This, uh, Colombian users noticed the content they posted in relation to ongoing protests tended to disappear. Same thing happened in Palestine. Uh, same thing. There was something else with um, that they said. Uh, Facebook took some product dec- decisions in order to protect alt-right figures. Um, they favor specific political opinions. And uh, there was another one. There was somewhere else in here where it mentioned that uh, certain, like certain body types, were preferred on on Instagram and sh- and shared and stuff like that. And it's really interesting that this this is brought up because one of one of my friends runs a very popular meme account on uh, Instagram, and he got what's called shadow banned. And they talk about that a little bit in <laughs> here too, where basically if you post something, and Facebook or Instagram or whoever don't like it. They just aren't going to show it to people. So, with remember uh, a few years back, they basically said how they retuned the way that feeds work, where you don't see every single post, you just see ones that are more relevant to you, uh, maybe not even in chronological order. And they, that's where this this term of shadow banning comes up, basically where the the an account that you may like could post something that couldn't agree with uh, what's, people are saying and then they may not show your next three, five, ten, fifteen, however many posts they feel are punishing you for posting that specific thing. And it really caused their uh metrics to tank and them to lose some followers and stuff like that. Um but it's it's one of those things where it's like how how right is the company in this situation? You, 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 you sign up for this service. You agree to their terms of service. But when does it become a problem when they suppress what people say? There's a hot button yeah, issue. Well,
0: oh, man, there's like 20 things I want to address right now uh let's see what's the least controversial
1: one i can go over uh telecommunications act in 1993 a uh yeah we'll go with that one we'll do that one yeah uh, provider cannot be held yeah, responsible the post- for the user
0: yeah let's go with that one that's that is the last thing i wanted to bring up yeah but that's uh there's what do you call it? there's riders to that among those being that moderation is uh one of them the weasel word that's in there that lets companies, like, kind of play around with all this is good faith moderation. Mm. And, like, to what degree something would be considered good faith. Because other things, it's like, oh, yeah, you're allowed to ban for, like, nudity, like, illegal things, like, drugs and stuff like that. Like, the categories where you go, like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, I could see why you're on a forum. But then good faith moderation gets put in there, and that's where legal the ability to kind of regulate this out with the laws that are already present becomes very, very tricky. Right.
2: Yeah. You want I, to a I controversial agree. one? Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> oh, let's... Should we go for the controversial one?
2: Will it get me canceled? It Will might it get, get us canceled?
1: canceled? Probably. <laughs> okay, so let, let's save that for another discussion. <laughs> Uh, I'll save this for the post-show. There you go. <laughs> there you go. For the private co-host post-show. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll open that up to a Discord. to our Patreon it. <laughs> to see the post-show. <laughs> well, we yeah, <laughs> actually,
2: that could be fun to do with the, uh, the the Discord, which I don't think we've mentioned at all.
1: Nope, not yet. We'll, we'll get to that later in the show. But before that, basically, I just want to go over a couple articles relatively quickly here. Uh, the first one, basically about smart home standardization. And we've been mentioning this how like smart home devices are just so terribly bad for security that it's important to get these standardized. And now there's uh been a delay in all of the uh standardization, all that stuff and basically delaying it until the first half of next year to basically get all these standards up. It's one of these it's a similar situation where you wouldn't want to drive a car without seat belts, so why wouldn't you want a smart home device without some semblance of security?
2: So, well, I mean, thought. the main one of the main drivers of this is just the fact or the fact that there are so many different standards of uh, home automation or home interactivity systems. I mean, Google has its own platform, uh, Samsung has its own platform. Uh, apple has its own platform Amazon has its own platform the purpose of this is to integrate all those into one so that you don't have to look at the label and go, okay is this a home kit uh you know compatible device is this an alexa compatible device is this a a google you know home compatible device the goal is to have them all kind of sunk up so that it's almost kind of like a like the cheese standard right you don't need a an apple specific uh wireless charger for the apple phone the same thing for the samsung for phone same thing for the google phones um yeah, security is a, a good, uh, you know, factor of that. But the idea that you can, you don't have to worry about the specific device you have, I think, is the most single most important thing. Not just right. because um, of consumer consumers confusion, um, but also just I mean, making it easy for just people who are who who, who know that and they just want to get you know whatever product. Because right now, I mean, there are certain products that only work with, you know, Apple, only work with Google. If, if we had products that worked across the board, um, you wouldn't have to shop at a specific uh, company or with a specific company for for a product you'd like as long as they have this matter standard. Um, right. This to be seen uh, next year, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, but, yeah, that, that's the main, the main driver. Uh, again, unfortunate, but. Yeah, I'd rather it work well and be robust than, you know, suck.
0: Yeah, right. for sure. I mean, a lot of the security issues come from the, uh, I think the end product devices rather than say Google or Amazon or Apple. Right. Cause I mean, I know, I would guess something like 70% of all IOT things are hooked up to a little uh, microcontroller called an ESP. Yep. And there's a handful of known
1: security issues with them. and then then take into account whatever's receiving the signals from that, and how they're yeah. sending the signal, how they're receiving the signal, all of that stuff. Yeah. So
0: Oh yeah, there's always the classics, there's buffer overflows and all that kind of security like mumbo jumbo that most people will never interact with. but <laughs> the point is a lot there's a couple like well-known, like, hey, this is documented. We know this is an issue with ESPs and they're great little devices. It's just maybe not the most secure thing ever. Right. So when they're facing the internet, you know, it's you'd kind of rather have all this stuff like standardized out so that they can basically not run into other security issues like the buffer attacks and all of those kind of different attacks.
1: Right. Definitely.
0: Sure. I mean, I know just my light bulbs. All of my light bulbs are ESPs. Yep,
1: I've got a bunch too. So, yeah, <laughs> same thing.
2: Yeah, I'm All working right. on resetting up my system in my place too.
1: Very nice. <laughs> Slow, Very but nice. it's getting there. All righty. Well, the next article we have for you. This is really interesting. This is super interesting, in my opinion. Nvidia revealed that its CEO was computer generated in its keynote speech. Uh, This base, long story short, uh, NVIDIA had a, um, keynote speech where their, uh, CEO Jensen Huang was CG. Um, and here's the scary part. We don't know what part it was. Uh, so that like researchers are trying to figure this out and trying to figure out like, where is this, the CG? And the biggest the biggest hypothesis on where that could be is right during this segment here. So I'll play I'll play like a, a minute of this and kind of show you where people think that it's CG.
0: Today we're introducing a new kind of computer. The basic building block of the modern data center. Here it is. What I'm about to show you brings together
2: the latest GPU-accelerated computing.
1: Mel- so they're thinking this entire area here is him completely computer-generated.
2: I think it's fascinating. So said, I
0: think that's probably it. it kind of looks like it.
2: Yeah. Well, they said in that article, I think it's 14 seconds that they've come out and, and uh, said of the hour and a half. Um, and there's videos you can check out about behind the scenes how they use the SLR cameras to map uh, uh, the the CEO of, of Nvidia and do all kinds of scans of his his house and how they used AI to to uh, sync his digital uh, avatar with his you know actual physical movements and make him look more human to me that is amazing though that you could in I mean you can just go from a, a person to I mean it's it's full CGI I'm struggling to to get out words just because, I mean, it's, it's cool. I I think it's super cool. It's it's, scary, but it's cool. It's wild. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I mean, this, this is kind of a pie in the sky kind of comment, but um, this sort of opens the door, I suppose, for future companies that don't want to have, you know, their CEO speak at these keynotes for whatever reason and create sort of like a face of the brand and it is a, a fully digital uh person that they could masquerade as as the ceo or whatever and then just keep it kind of secret uh again a very right. the sky sort of idea here but the technology is here i guess yeah definitely yeah
0: yeah it's yeah, I just look at that and I go, oh, no, we're, what, 10 years from never being able to believe any video we ever see again? Like, I mean, this this uh, takes it's...
2: deepfakes to a whole new level. Yeah, it's a crazy This isn't zone. even
0: deepfakes. I mean, granted, I know for a fact that there's tons of people already working on, hey, we need to figure out how to create AI to figure out when something was created by an AI, which is a whole other, like, branch of whatever, but... <laughs> And the necessary one, Albert. Wait it's a just, second. I don't like the fact that, I mean, it's probably, we're probably, honestly, a decade out, it's probably strong, probably half a decade out from just not being able to believe a single video we ever see again.
2: You know, I actually thought of a, one application of software uh, or, or this use of this software. Um, what was it, last year, early this year, within the last year? Um, the leader of South or South Korea, North Korea, uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, hadn't Uh-oh. been seen in, in a while. <laughs> oh no. Of while. Out about of the public eye. Um, and I can see this technology being used as sort of a, uh, a facade for, you know, a world leader giving public speeches and addresses if they're not feeling well, or they're too busy or they have something okay, else yeah, going on where they can't physically the be present. I mean, no, seriously. Like, um, honestly, I, mean, I know to, you're to, scary, to, another extent, just I mean, to another extent. It's just crazy. And I'm, I, will, I will cap it here. Um, but, I mean, the United States has the oldest sitting president ever. Um, and it, he, he does seem <laughs> like he, he shows signs at times, you know, with mental lapses. It wouldn't surprise me, not just our government, but, I mean, seriously, world governments mm. um, and, 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 and companies to start doing this with hmm. – out saying anything to the public and making it seem like this is all a very, you know, ordinary thing, um, especially if there is, you know, no reporters in the room. If it's like a public address or something, you know, if if a president has to come out and give, you know, a big statement, um, I can see this technology being used in that case for sure. Especially if that president or that world leader is down for the count for whatever reason. And they, they don't wanna, you know, empty week um, or, or whatever because their leader can't you know be on TV. Hmm. governments
0: have already been doing this for years. We all know birds aren't real.
2: They have <laughs> been real since the 90s.
1: <laughs> oh, there you
0: the go. The 90s This started back in 61. I got a story <laughs> for you, buddy. Well, speaking of something. Oh, I thought the theory
2: was it started back in the 90s.
0: Oh, yeah that oh dude it's a it's a hole to go down sometime it's hilarious wonderful i mean at
2: that point we're admitting the moon landing wasn't real just, i mean...
0: disclaimer i do believe in birds <laughs> 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 all righty just, they do just, work for the just to make sure everyone knows i'm kidding
1: <laughs> well time for our obligatory nft article uh once again we're not financial advisors but this 12 year old needs one because he made, he's set to get over $400,000 this year from selling NFTs. Uh, Benjamin Ahmed is tw- is 12 years old and he has made uh, what, 3,350 pixelated whales and they are selling $300 uh, to basically like do. And uh, now he's making bank on it. And there was one quote here. Where is it? He's made over $350,000 to date. And by the end of August, supposedly it's going to be $400,000 by the end of the month. But here's the thing that I thought I I wanted to point out because I know Ryan has something to say on this. Uh, Where is it? He goes down here. uh... Oh no. He says, I plan to keep all my other and not convert it to fiat money. My man, <laughs> there you go. I wanted to point that
0: no, it's out. Twelve because... year
1: old, it's twelve year old,
0: smart. Hold on.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't making that much money at twelve years old. I probably wasn't making any money. If anything, hmm. I may have been like a park district umpire for a summer. Wait a minute. I don't even know if I was old enough to work. Point aside. This kid is clearly capitalizing on you know what's out there. They've um, I forgot are call. I think they're called like crypto punks or something. It was a a similar NFT project um, that Visa actually just bought into um, as, I suppose, an investment. And so, yeah, I mean, if you can hop on this trend and make money, I'm all for it. And not just him making money on the uh, upfront sales, uh, the initial sales. He's making two and a half times commission on secondary sales, too. Wow. I didn't. Dude.
1: I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, there it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The kid's great. And not to mention, you know, Ethereum's only going up and, and up in price, right? I mean, it's essentially like a stock that is also considered oh, yeah, money. No. Um, it, It's, it's hats off to this kid. He's been coding yeah, since I was five um yeah i mean this is awesome dad was a web thousand
0: dollars that's a good chunk of change man i didn't realize fiat was bs until late high school this kid's ahead of the curve (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i uh, obvious i'm i've kind of come down on the side that a lot of nfts are like beanie babies uh that might be a little dated of a reference for the youngins but uh beanie babies back in the day had that big boom where everyone was like oh they're gonna be worth so much money in 20 years surprised they're not i think a lot of nfts are gonna turn out that way Uh, i think if it's not linked to say like a game or linked to like a hard asset or something like that it's probably not gonna hold up well except i don't know maybe it has some value in ether which will hold up i don't know
1: who knows? On the whole, I
0: kind of see him like Beanie Babies. I, I gotta, you gotta hand it to the kid, though. Like, man, this, I, I like this kid so much already. He's <laughs> like, I got $40,000 this... in e- Etherman, Fiat's, and BS. I'm staying away from that.
2: Let's go. <laughs> Although he, he, he will need a financial advisor, which, I mean, I guess we cannot be for him.
0: Imagine needing a financial advisor at 12, dude.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you, you make a good point though. This kid's and this goat. is something that we've said, you know, several times. The NFTs are, is worth, they're worth, especially when they're fully digital as much as people are willing to pay. It's yeah. like any collectible. I'm sure it'll go up and down over time. You'll have lulls, you have high points. Um, it's just whatever the market dictates and whatever people consider to be valuable yeah. at the time. Yep.
1: Yeah. That being well, I mean,
2: said though, I mean, that being said, I, I think if nothing else, this shows that young kids understand the importance of NFTs and potentially um, prioritize the, the digitalization or the digital NFTs over uh, traditional, hard, physical uh, collectibles and memorabilia. This could, this could indicate a sort of culture shift.
0: I mean, yeah. there's plenty of like collectible stuff like that that does kind of maintain value. I just feel like this one, there might be a little bit of a gold rush on it that's not going to pan out in the long term,
1: right? Regardless
0: of that, man, respect to Ahmed. Like, yeah, good for oh, him, boy. Boy out
1: here. So <laughs> our guy's <laughs> He's hustling. Good. He's I don't know any Twelve.
0: Moves. I don't know any twelve-year-olds out there who are like that. Just like. I don't even know. Clever is what I'll go with. Yeah, honestly, like
1: kids oh, paid man. for his college. I think about what I was doing at twelve, dude. Like, dang, right? Yeah, it well, does pay off college. <laughs> like honestly, uh, where is it? So our next, our next story here is we're gonna go through uh, Samsung's tri- trial of events here. Uh Google is bringing Samsung 5G modem tech to the US with their new Pixel phone according to some sources. Uh really cool to this see one. hopefully uh I know in a Pixel a nice 5G phone. But do they mean the 6 or the one they literally released this week of
2: 5A? I think 5A? No, <clears throat> the new ones.
1: Yeah, it's oh, the still you know, new Yeah, six. the new 6. 6 Pro. Okay. But things aren't all great for Samsung. Uh, because one of their phones exploded on Alaska Airlines flight uh which is no bueno uh, uh what yeah. year is it? it 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 is 2021 <laughs> last time i checked uh but are you sure this
0: feels like 20 i want to say 15 16 it was 2016 was that uh feels like ages that was takes ago me back. was
2: that the note 7 yep. yep yep this is the galaxy a21 uh, correct again. yeah so uh
1: <laughs> got uh caught on fire which is a shame uh so not too great for samsung and then here's two issues that uh i want to talk about a little bit more in detail samsung can remotely disable any of its tvs worldwide and if you decide to mod their phone you're not going to use your camera so uh We're going to talk about both of these at once because they're very related and very interesting. Basically, in this one, this article here about the TVs, uh, with all the recent looting in South Africa, um, Samsung basically wrote down the series or uh, all the, the retailers wrote down the serial numbers of the TVs that were stolen, gave those to Samsung, and then as soon as the TV gets connected to the internet, checks in, and boots up into whatever it goes to a Samsung server. And they just basically say no, like in a way, almost self-destruct the TV. And then with Hmm. the phones, long story short, what they do with that is if you unlock the bootloader uh, within some of these new Samsung phones, basically they just say the camera stopped working. And they are just like, I don't know. Like, oh darn! what a shame! And people are just like, Hmm, this is Samsung's doing, so I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this one because these are two pretty interesting issues
2: i'll I'll take it first. I do want to make one comment on the uh <clears throat> the five d chips um, before going into uh brooking its own devices um I think. I think this really shows what the adoption of, uh, non Qualcomm 5g modems, this shows that Qualcomm has some serious competition and they're really going to have to think about their strategy moving forward. Um, not that the only phones that they had, uh, put hardware into before were, you know, iPhones, Samsung phones, and, and Google phones to that, to that end. Um, I mean, I think this is really showing Qualcomm that the world and industry no longer needs to rely on them. And they need to figure out how to uh, set aside their chips to make them different and to make them better than the competition. So that maybe potentially they'll end up going back to Qualcomm. So on the note of, uh, of these other, uh, two articles, I just think it's kind of funny. Um, it's, it's definitely one way, uh, to disable five cameras on a phone to discourage consumers from uh, sideloading other OSs onto onto the phones. I think the reason why they did that was uh, to discourage it for the purpose or one of the main purposes being security for uh, payment systems or payment apps. Um, although, I mean, it's, it's – y- you take a risk. You take a calculated risk when you uh, – Boot boot load other uh, de- OSes onto a device just like you would uh, trying to jailbreak an iPhone, um, which I've done in the past and to varying degrees worked and didn't work. Um, to the point of the the Samsung TV, uh, I think I think it's not a bad actually idea uh, to be able to brick a stolen TV. However, the idea that they are easily able to do this and they've apparently been able to do this for a while is a little concerning just on the the basis of if for whatever reason uh, or or in whatever situation a hacker were to uh, be granted access to this uh, remote shutdown button, they could brick any Samsung TV no matter what. Um, Now it has to be connected to the internet but given the amount of uh smart connectivity that these tvs have they're more than likely connected to the internet so it's it's a double-edged sword definitely yeah uh
0: man i was gonna take like the opposite tone on both those stories than you too that's the funny part uh i sympathize with the tv thing trying to brick them as they're getting stolen but uh i mean you're definitely like completely right about oh yeah uh what if a hacker figured this out? And then, I mean, a lot of hackers are just curious people who kind of like causing chaos. Sometimes, like, there's a ton of those kind of hackers out there who, yeah, they'll brick your TV just as like, I don't know, it makes them chuckle. Huh? That's
1: <laughs> like, like some, some, some like weird. Huh? Yeah. that's cool.
0: There's a yeah, there's like a. It's weird how many of like hackers are kind of that attitude of like, oh, I'll do this just because it'll be interesting, and maybe I'll chuckle at it. Uh, right. The one I find more egregious is actually the bootloading thing. That one angers me a bit. It's like, okay, I paid you the money. Do I or do I not own this piece of hardware and therefore have the right to use it as I see fit?
1: I completely agree. Comes,
0: yeah, it comes down to me like, oh, this was a lot of right to repair things. is kind of bleeding over into this a little bit. But it's like, do I own this or do I not? Like, you, why do you get to brick my cameras that I paid for just because you don't like the
1: software I'm trying to put on it. Like, why do you get to do that? Right. And, and the, like, if you're. Re- oh, I, I was just going to say in I the was, article, they say, if you reflash the Samsung firmware, everything's fine. So yeah, that's the, yeah.
0: Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's pretty annoying. Uh, I, I could sympathize with like, Oh yeah, we're going to nuke the uh, memory. If you try and bootload, which would make perfect sense to me, like yeah, nuke all the storage so that no one can like get at people's cards and all that. But not letting you use the camera to me seems just like petty and just like, come on, do I not own this? This is mine. Right. And the last little thing is the Qualcomm stuff. That's yeah, it's the Qualcomm Qualcomm looks not in the best straits at the moment. Uh... They've always been kind of a generalized ARM processor anyway, like not a specific use one. So we'll see what they change. Maybe they're going to start packaging their own like neural engines and all that stuff on their chips as well. So that would bring a lot of those really good image processing stuff to a ton of other like phones and tablets and all that. Or maybe they'll just kind of pivot a different direction, kind of like Intel has with a lot of other people because Intel makes a lot of secondary pieces that aren't just the important processor that you think of.
1: Right. Right. Definitely. And we'll we'll, def, we'll have to see how this, this pans out, too, because it's definitely going to be interesting to see how Qualcomm can differentiate themselves from these other giants that seem to be taking away market share from them. Well, the next article we have is a little bit over-sensationalized, uh, but basically it's the Joker virus has returned to Android. It can empty your bank accounts without you knowing it, and it's hidden in these apps in the Play Store. This is a little bit of fear-mongering by entrepreneur here, in my opinion. But long story short, all it does is just basically tries to hack into your the SIM card within the phone, send a bajillion texts, and uh, basically have the phone company pay you money. Or uh, have them, like... Rack up your phone bill, basically, which is crappy. And basically, from what I understand, they're basically just like trying to integrate, break the integration between like a telephone company and a um, payment processor to kind of abuse the system in a little bit, a little bit there. So
2: I think it goes a little deeper than that, though. Um, it, they they essentially sign you up for subscription services without you knowing, um, using, you know, amounts up to $7 a week. So they seem pretty, uh, you know, discreet on a, on a bill. Uh Um, but over time that racks up quite a bit of money and to your point, yes. Um, it's also discreet because they can use uh phone verification for a lot of these, uh, services that they sign you up for, um, that, uh, that that just require you to verify that you are the the, the person that owns this device. does not really require user interaction, so they're able to do it discreetly. Um, I think it's more of that than trying to charge the phone service. Um, To that end, it's pretty scary stuff. Um, But also, on the other hand, if you do read the article, you can look at the names of these apps that they have that contain the virus, and it's like blue scanner or like PDF editor, the best yeah. on the market. Like it's yeah, it's it's shady apps. Like yeah, like unique you know movies. unique keyboard emoticons, you know fancy fonts and free emoticons. I'll be, I'd be careful downloading you know non non you know big apps or whatever. I'm not saying that you shouldn't you know you, you have to stick with the big name brand apps or or company apps but you know if it doesn't have a ton of reviews if it looks a little shady if it's too good to be true it probably is right and you shouldn't download it right i know that apple i mean has their own way of, of trying to discourage people from uh side loading apps which people do anyway and to be fair i've done it also to play game boy games on my phone um that being said, again, it, it's the user takes a calculated risk, and uh, you assume that risk once you once you do that. But yeah, be safe. You know, use your your internet smarts. Don't go downloading you know weird obscure apps, even if they you know fill the need that you need, or fill the need that you're you're looking for. Do your do your homework, people. Use your internet right. smarts.
0: I'll be honest, a lot of the cam scanner apps, though, I would not be surprised if those got a lot of people.
1: I could see it. They said those apps have over 500,000 downloads. Yeah, that
0: hummingbird one sounds like something I had at one time. That's the scary part. Huh.
1: Crazy. So, the
2: really scary part is they can still do this, even if they can still uh, take money from your uh, accounts and and sign you up for all these services. if you have it downloaded, even if the app is taken down from the app store, it has to be completely off your phone. Um, so yeah, to, oh. to your point, Ryan, if you still have it on your phone or any of your devices, yeah, it's gotta go. Uh, yeah, it's gotta go. Right.
1: Speaking of something that's gonna go, not not necessarily by choice, is uh, Microsoft Teams on uh, a lot of Apple devices uh, because they decided that uh, you now need iOS 14 to run. Um, teams, which is a major software that a lot of companies use uh, long story. I forget the number of people who have a phone less than iOS 14, but I do I may know have those numbers. Okay. I know it's a ton and uh, by Microsoft making this move, they're either forcing a bunch of people to upgrade their phones, depending on the, the employer or whatever, or uh, they're just not going to be able to use teams on their phone. Which, in a way, is also kind of a double...
0: Thank you for listening to Tech... Whoops.
1: There we go. Rip. Rip. Went to the down instead of up. Uh, But anyway, um, the the difference with that is if it's not on your phone, uh, you don't get bothered by work, which is nice. If it's an employee-owned device, (laughs) you are no longer reachable, which is a problem. So, like, weigh the options.
2: So, um, it's only going to be available for devices with iOS 14 and above. For anyone who's not an iOS Apple user, the current software is iOS 14, 15 will be out most definitely next month. Um, this would be a problem, I would say, um, for I would say Android users uh, if this was, you know, targeting a certain. Android software, specifically because um, Android users, for whatever reason, tend to stick to their software um, more than iOS users. They don't uh, update their their software as much. Um, As of April or May of this year, maybe March, uh, Apple had just over a 90% adoption rate for iOS 14, and uh, as of May 28, uh, there's an estimated billion uh, people who have iPhones worldwide, That means that uh, 10% of of the users, so yeah, 100,000 people, you know, will not be able to to have access to that end, though. Um, I would assume and I would hope, and this is a lot of assuming and a lot of hoping, but I would assume and I would hope that people are using company phones or phones that are, you know, being... Uh, provided by the company or being paid for by the company and so if this does become a problem for those hundred thousand users and again this is for the people of those hundred thousand users who also use microsoft teams um then it will be a problem but that being said again it's a high adoption rate um of ios it's going to be supporting the newest version and uh I would assume that most users affected uh, will either be helped by their company um will, will be helped by their company because the other users, who, the other whatever part of that 100,000 that aren't on 14, uh, it, it won't affect them. A lot of companies don't use Microsoft Teams. Good point. A couple things. <laughs>
0: uh, A, Uh, The reason the Android adoption rate is so low is largely phone manufacturer based. You're lucky if your phone manufacturer is doing a year or two of generational updates so a lot of older phones just get left behind on older versions of Android.
1: Right. Um, Have either of you worked in an industrial setting? Not in the sense you have. Great. Probably not in uh, the sense
0: you have. Yeah, Companies don't especially industrial companies never upgrade their software. Yep. Ever. I I changed out software for a computer that I think was running, I want to say, I don't remember if it was XP or Vista in 2018. <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if a big chunk of these, uh, if I don't know to what degree Apple does, device management and all that for companies and whatnot, if it's pretty extreme, there's a good chance. A lot of these companies have not actually updated their phones that much.
1: So I can actually touch on that a little bit uh, because we, we have a couple clients that do do that uh, where I work. And basically you, you get set in a a pool. So basically all these people need to get their phones. They're going to, this phase one group is going to get this phone And then by the time all of those are rolled out, there's going to be a new generation phone. Phase two is going to get the new generation phone. Same thing repeats. Phase three is going to get that third generation. All of those are enrolled into what's called an MDM system, mobile device management, basically where somebody like me could log in and see all of the software on every phone, all of the um, basically the software versions. And basically you could kick off software updates from there that basically tell the person like, Hey, you are going to upgrade to this tonight. Like avoid using it. And is it
0: generally just kept up to date in general though?
1: That's the thing. Uh, It depends on the apps that are being used by the client. Like if it is a, if the, if you're using some legacy piece of software, as you kind of mentioned there and their, their iOS app only supports up to iOS, say uh, 14 or say 13 or 12, um, basically they're not going to upgrade past that value because that, that business application is so critical to the operation that it is either going to cost them more money to update that application, or they're going to have lost productivity because of the lack of that. So Mm. it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It wouldn't
0: surprise me if then a lot of the people who do get left behind are industrial people, because like truly industrial places use some old software some old hardware and all that you know
1: yeah yeah definitely and a lot of
0: them a lot of them these days too have, have iPhones surprisingly hmm. at least the ones i've been to
2: i i mean i will say this um and i think you kind of hinted at this ryan um Apple does do a good job of supporting older devices and they've done a, they've done a better job with that recently. Oh, I agree. Um, I was just trying to look this up right now. Um, what iPhones didn't get iOS 14. I'm running a phone that's almost four years old and it's still running iOS 14 and I'm going to be able to get the iOS 15 upgrade next month. Um, the phone will be approximately four years old at that point, if not already four years old. Um, they, they do a good job of, of, uh, Oh, yeah. of maintaining their phones. And, and to that point, though, I will say, um, typically people don't have phones that are four years old because they, they break down for whatever reason. They get slow, um, whatever. The, in my case, I've gotten lucky. My, my brother just upgraded to an iPhone 12 from a 11 or something, um, which shocked me because, and, and sort long. of, only because I've had a lot of issues in the past with... Um, you know, two year upgrade periods because my phone just gets so slow and battery so bad. I have upgraded my battery uh, this year, have had no issues with performance still, even after four years of this phone being out. Um, So to your point of, you know, having the older devices and, you know, it being problematic, I I don't really think a lot of companies are still having people um, hold four year old phones. And even to that point, it might also be five-year-old phones that's that are still getting the, the, the upgrade. Uh, that's why and, and again, I specifically. Again, but, but again, though, like my phone is, I think, a special case. This phone, I don't know why, is a special case. It's still going pretty well after after four years. It's, it's still pretty snappy. Um, and I would bet you, I would bet yeah. you that some of these other phones aren't oh, yeah, that are but, even newer, and so they've had to upgrade anyway. So I don't necessarily believe it's that big of a problem.
0: That's what I did qualify that with industrial to
2: also to put it industri- but I mean, you were still talking about you know, Windows applications and I'll say this, like I worked at a medical instrument company. I'm not talking about Windows school.
0: applications, dude. I'm talking about things that are way worse than that. Well, you just said Windows XP and Vista.
2: Things oh yeah, you mentioned- yeah no.
0: I was just giving a generic example of like, Hey, here's this ridiculously old
2: software that was still in use while I was there. Sure. But I mean, like, giving another example, right, I worked at a medical instrument company in high school. And sure. the software that the company um, used was based off of an old version of Windows that we essentially could not upgrade the computers from, because there was no new version of the software and that's what that that's what ran mentioning. on Windows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To that end, it's not a problem with, specifically, iOS devices. And yeah. in turn, because there seems to be a good amount of turnover. I think people might be – there's studies that are out there. You can, you can look them up. I think um, typical iPhone users are holding on to their phones. They're, they are holding them on to them a little longer. I think three years is, is typical now, if not four being about the max, um, four to five. But that's, I think, in cases where the phones are still pretty snappy. Um, and I, I, I do think mine – this one is a non-sequitur because it is one of those uh, few examples. I mean, I, I, I mentioned my brother update, upgraded for uh, a phone that was two years old that was apparently experiencing issues. And again, that phone would still be uh, able to run Microsoft Teams. It would still be uh, have access to the software. They, they support older devices, but it's not necessarily always the problem. And then again, people upgrade their phones often, and, and, and companies will offer upgrades as well. No matter if it's industrial or not.
0: It kind of does. Industrials, like heavy industry is a little different because of the apps you have to use for heavy industry. Because people don't make good apps to integrate with PLCs generally. Stuff like that. Like the real heavy industry stuff, uh, that stuff never gets updated. I I do think, though, that is a very, like,
2: minority of users. An extreme minority. And I don't think those people are going to run into this issue, it doesn't sound like.
0: Oh, they might. Well, you've, some, I don't know if you know much about programmable logic controllers and all that. The ones that connect to the internet might have an app, but it's generally old, it's not slick, it does not get updated often, it's, and that's just because they don't have a lot of, not a lot of computer science people or computer engineers want to go work for an industrial, like, programmable logic controller manufacturer it's just it's not where i think most of us want to go right but i i will i will just fairly say well that is a probably vast minority
1: of people well on the bright side yeah on the bright side of things though according to a couple articles that we have here apple is actually like listening to people and supposedly making making the updates that people want like uh getting rid of the touch bar and a couple of other things uh basically with the design and the battery life and uh stuff like that and start putting fans back in their computers who knows and then uh, no. <laughs> they they say they're going to uh not push out SharePlay as part of their initial ios 15 release uh, but it's just kind of interesting. You mentioned that, like, okay, all these people don't don't necessarily want to work for like these these um like PLC manufacturers. They all want to work no, for Apple, like, and then they like delete features. Industry. Yes. Yeah, that's heavy industry people, though. That's
0: a completely different animal than ninety nine point nine percent of users. Fair.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll as someone who was. Is- uncharacteristically excited for an iOS update for the first time in four years. Um, That being one of the features I was very excited for, the SharePlay, it's a little disappointing. Um, It's also not new. It's sort of becoming a, I don't know what to call it, a standard, a tradition. Um, It's becoming typical for Apple to announce a, a feature that is very uh big that people get excited for and then they eventually roll it out in like a 0.1 or a 0.2 update after the initial release and i mean i suppose it's because maybe two things one to make sure the initial software rollout is robust enough they've already had a ton of issues in the recent uh past where they roll out a big software update you know the the point is you know 13 14 12 um, and there are big problems and impacts. Um, for example, like the, um, the iPhone 11 had battery issues. As soon as they released, um, one of the iOS updates, it was 12 or 13, I believe. And so they had to send out a patch for that. And, um, it can be problematic to release a point, a big point update. So I understand pushing off features. It is a little disheartening, um, for some of the features I wanted, that is going to be, uh, delayed also, what will be delayed, I read further, uh, is the feature where you can use a single cursor and move content in, in flip screens between uh, a Mac and an iPad. Um, and a lot of people were kind of looking forward to that. So that's a little disappointing. Um, but to the point of Apple listening to its customers, I think that's true. Um, and this is sort of echoing some of the points made in the uh, article. But I, I do think that Steve Jobs did have sort of a grip on the company where it was his way or the highway, and it didn't really matter what the consumer, consumer wanted because eventually what Apple wanted would be what the consumer would want. Um, what we've seen in the past few years with the introduction of the butter, the problematic butterfly keys and the keyboards and the Macs um, to being completely rescinded, uh, to introduction of the uh, OLED or, or LED uh, touch bar on the Macs to them eventually being removed again this year because consumers would rather have physical keys, which I agree with, um, to now, you know, things in software, like moving the search bar from the top to the bottom of the screen, now making that optional. I think that's great. In fact, I would rather have uh, Apple make more changes to the software Or additions to the software that uh, add to the customization of it rather than full sale reconfiguration. I think iOS needs more of that. Uh, Android has plenty of different ways you can configure your phones. I I don't see why Apple can't do that. They're more willing to do that now um, with different widgets and uh, resizing things, changing the way the home screen works. Um, I think they're slowly becoming more open to the idea that the customer the customer is not maybe always right, but the customer has an impact on your product. You'll get more customers if you can give them a product that they'll really, really enjoy. Um, to that end, I, I think that this is a step in the good, a good direction, and they need to continue doing that, specifically with the software, not just with the hardware. Right.
1: I mean... You know that...
0: Uh, should I make the... Go I'll make ahead. a joke point, and then you go into what you were saying. Remember that iMac that they just released? Mm-hmm. The cheapest configuration doesn't come with a fan. All the other ones do. <laughs> <laughs> There's my joke point real quick. What were you going to say?
1: No, I, I was just going to say, I find it interesting how over the years, Apple has... Come to kind of incorporate some of these features that have been in Android for a while and stuff like that. And I, I remember us mentioning this a little while back basically, how Apple wants it to be perfect. They want it to be fully refined. They want it to be fully good to go. And I agree with that. It's just one of those things where you have the resources, you have the people you should have a quicker time to market. And I'm liking to see the progress that I'm seeing where they're starting to listen to the consumer, seeing some of the stuff. But it's one of those things where it's still a little too long, for me at least. Like, it's
2: still a little much. Well, I mean, to be fair, there are other features that were exclusively on iOS that slowly made their way into uh, Samsung phones and other Android phones. It's oh, it's on both sides, right? but but I agree. I think that see, Apple needs to recognize that the my way or the highway approach um, doesn't really work anymore, and people like customization. I mean, there's a whole market and a whole ecosystem, whole industry around um, you know bootloading I- iPhones, um, jailbreaking iPhones. You can't do that now, and they, they put a lot of safeguards into uh, the phones to prevent that. And I think at the same time they're trying to introduce in ecosystem features that were previously uh, available via a jailbreak. But I think they need to accelerate that process, and they need to make their phones more customizable. Yeah, they can make them ready outside out, out of the box, right, with a, a certain preconfigured um, setup. But at the same time, you could still have all kinds of options. Do you want to have the the search bar at the top or bottom? How do you want to configure your apps on the screen? Do you want them in that standard, you know, whatever it is, four by five or six? No matter. It's depending, I think, on the size of your phone. Do you want them in a circle? Do you want them in an octagon? I mean, do you want them to make a face? Like, uh, to me, I don't, that, That's one feature I don't know why they're not including. Not that I really want it. But I think that's just a really easy way to please people that they could very. I mean, I'm not a huge coder. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. I don't think that's a feature that's too difficult to achieve, and that would make a lot of people very happy. By the way, yeah, mm-hmm. for whatever reason.
0: You know, it's funny. Earlier, you brought up uh, Steve Jobs. I think the defining figure in what Apple. Has kind of been this last decade has really been Johnny Ive's, not Steve Jobs. It's it's seemed to me for a while like Johnny kind of in he kind of took the inverse of a lot of the stuff that was the case with like those earlier Apple products that really took off. Earlier Apple products seemed more like technology that looked like art, whereas kind of the last eight nine years have kind of seemed more like art that incidentally has a technological function which i mean that's where you that's kind of where they obsessed with making it quiet no fans we need this as thin as possible so we're going to use these weird keys it's kind of seemed form over function for a while and it does seem like they're rolling that back a little bit you know there was a version of the imac that had a fan that alone is a step forward as far as I'm concerned because just getting fans and things now are hard to come by with Apple. I don't know why, but it does seem at least like they're starting to go back in the direction of, okay, this is a phone and then let's make it a beautiful phone after. So it does yeah. seem to me like they are going back to the, all right, we're going to give the users their functions and then we're going to clean everything back up.
2: Yeah, I, one thing I can definitely point out immediately um maybe in the last three years four years that has been very noticeable is that the phones have actually gotten slightly thicker but slightly thicker to include new functions bigger battery whatever um that being said though uh, when you talk about the phone being you know more art than it is technology um there are two i would say pretty big instances where Apple's done something and the industry has followed. Um, one of those being the notch. The other being. Mean? So then the notch and the iPhone. They were like last to market on the notch. I think it, it informed a lot of, of, of manufacturers and it pushed a lot of, of companies to, in that direction. Um,
0: you have this inverted, I think all the Android phones started going to those full-screen pictures long before Apple did.
2: You want to look that up?
0: Especially the notch. A lot of Android phones, in fact, don't even use a the notch. They use what's called a punch-out.
2: Right, but the, the my point is they started this sort of evolution. The other one that is, I think, uh, more recent is the uh, departure from the uh what do they call that the three and a half millimeter port that was definitely them yes (laughs) and (laughs) it triggered down and it influenced a lot a lot of companies and once they saw that apple could do it successfully they're like all right well if they can why can't we and that's true
1: Hmm.
0: and i missed that port
2: yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. The one time I miss it sometimes, sometimes, is uh when I have to connect to my computer, and I'm only saying that because um I have one of those ports on my computer. I would in the past go from my phone to my computer. I don't have a Mac. Um, and so I can't use like AirPods as seamlessly, even though I still can yeah. with Bluetooth. Um, but there are definitely times where if like these die um I don't really have much. Thankfully, I do have a backup pair of, of AirPods, um, which is nice. But it's not very practical for a lot of people. It's, it was more of an audio quality thing for me. I
0: have a lot of like big headphones and stuff. So yeah. Having that port and there was a wide array of phones that had like quad DACs in it and a lot of really like surprisingly good audio amplifiers for phones. Or at least a lot of the androids have that. Hmm. Not even a lot, like just LG and Sony, but.
1: Well, Having that go. was
0: really cool to be able to have like that really good quality and be able to go grab a FLAC file and listen to it on a big pair of headphones on your phone was really neat.
2: Right. I will raise you one higher, though, on that notch. Look it up. One of the, one of the bigger phone companies to release it first and start that. What know, do you mean
0: one of the bigger? That. Because Android's a multitude and Apple has stolen so many teachers. Well, anyway, and it goes market, both ways. If you made me guess right now, I would guess first to market would probably be
2: Now, I'm not arguing first to market. I'm arguing, you know, big influences.
1: Well, there's a difference.
2: And there is a difference. I mean, here's the That's thing, right. right? Apple's not really first to market on a lot of things. Some things they are. Oh, never. Some not. Most not. never. Most not. That's fair to say. Um, but I mean, Simple Google search, which phone had the first notch? The notch goes big time. Apple iPhone ten. It kicked off after that. I, I no, no, I no. don't the think so. I am positive I had a full
0: that. screen phone before the ten was
2: out. I'm not saying that there wasn't essential, but phone. the first big thinking. phone that started this, that kicked off this whole thing of why we have these big chins on our phones. Why, why can't we have, you know, a small notch or now you have these pinhole things. And even now, um, for the last year, there's more and more phones, um, so that have this under display camera.
1: I found, uh, this article here. Um, this is from phone arena saying that sharps Aquas G2 yeah, yeah. was a the couple sharp days one... earlier. So, well, again, that was already their I'm,
2: second I, version of it too, as well. But yeah. I'm not arguing they're the first. I'm saying they're an influencer. Oh, I, I, I and mean, vice versa.
1: Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's uh highly sampled from another uh, another vendor. But anyway, uh, I, we actually have to move on. We're gonna go uh, over. No, hold it. on, if you want to
0: argue more, can I start talking about unibody aluminum design and my boy's HTC pouring out for the
1: deceased? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there we man. go. There we go. Those were good phones. HTC One,
0: dude, my boy. They were cool oh. phones.
1: Well, anyway, speaking of phones and listening to customers, uh, Google apparently didn't do that uh, because they're shutting down Android Auto. Uh, they they're shutting down the Android Auto phone app. Uh, instead, users can try the Google Assistant driving mode. Basically, from what I can see. Um, they're trying to convert people to buying cars with, uh, this, the software basically built into the dashboard rather than using a, um, an app to connect to it. Oh,
0: I misread this grossly. The first time, Uh, the first time I read this, I thought they're discontinuing Android auto, which I, I thought that was the dumbest thing I ever heard because all these car manufacturers have it. Now it hooks up to your phones and it works Really well, actually, which is shocking. Right.
1: And it says... I thought
0: that's what Is this just like the standalone version for like, if I want to put
1: this in my car? It says, mm. uh, okay. for the people who use Android Auto and supported vehicles, that experience isn't going away. For people, those who use the on-phone experience, they will be transitioned to Google Assistant driving mode. So they're still keeping that, that feature. It's just... They're not letting you use your phone while you're driving to be the the yeah, Google's the being tablet. Good. Yeah, exactly. I thought Google it was interesting. D-
0: oh my gosh, Google cannot decide on a name for anything. They have had probably four messaging apps in the last five or six years.
1: <laughs> you, you <laughs> I don't mean, even think I'm exaggerating. I, I don't think you are. Um, what do you want? Uh, Google hey, Hangouts. All my love
2: Google Plus.
1: <laughs> poor one google out, plus what's up <laughs> uh speaking of poor one
0: it's out the only social media i'll use google plus
1: how about how about a new social media here uh <laughs> Wait, are we on so- are we on Google plus yet we gotta be on that that one's gonna blow How about, I'm pretty fa- sure that's been how dis-continued. about facebook v r they're calling a first step into the metaverse it's like facebook's like like Bitmoji Memoji like child like hangout that's going to replace teams I guess in VR so you talk about Google Plus you talk about something that died and then we bring this up
2: (laughs) I think this is an interesting story I think this is an interesting story to come out now considering a week well two or so weeks ago we covered the Quest 2 having so many issues with users having uh, skin irritation problems and them recalling a ton of them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find this a little interesting that they're unveiling this product. Um, not to mention you have to have their their product, right? It, right. it doesn't work with their with any third-party uh, VR. Does it say it doesn't work with any of the Steam
0: ones? Or Lenovo? Uh, or
1: it says the World's largest so has but I, I mean, could be wrong
0: for Quest. No, it's you're probably right. I'm just curious.
1: I, I didn't see anything saying that it would. uh It was going to support the other stuff. They just mentioned the Quest Two over it and over. It wouldn't surprise me
0: if it was just the Quests because that not being tethered is,
1: you know, limiting. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. limiting in general, but optimal for a situation like this. Yeah, I agree.
2: So if it's this. Yes. I would ask you this, Ryan, but you're, you're still in college. Sorry. Um, although you maybe have had these instances over your internship. So this is open to, to, to both of you. Um, Fitz, I, I know you are fully aware for your comments, work. All right. So you probably have a lot of um, online uh, video conference calls. I know I do on Teams. I, I'm in a hybrid situation. I go in the office three days a week, and I'm home too. But even still at the office, because we're not all at the office at the same time, Most, if not all, of our meetings um, have a Microsoft Teams uh, link so that you can go on it if you're not in the office. And more than not, um, there's someone that's always on there. So my question is, um, if you had this opportunity to have a VR meeting, would you prefer that over, like, a Teams or, like, a Skype call or some sort of actual video call where you can see the person? Or would you prefer, uh, like, an avatar-style uh, VR meeting
1: teams all the way. I hate this. Like, honestly, because that, that means number one, you are just dead. You have the headset on and you are probably holding controllers as well. How the heck am I supposed to juggle taking notes through a meeting? What like holding controllers to like gesture or whatever, well- I guess. Or I
0: imagine you could have the whole meeting transcribed by something.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's Mm. one of those things where it's like, do I really want to go through like 40 pages or in, in this image here, in this image here, they, they go through, like, they're looking at like some sort of a a mind map or a flow diagram or something like that. Mm -hmm. Will we have to integrate the app that we use for that with this platform now, and then what we have on our computers, like, something to do that? Like, it's one of those things where I can see this being a very bad idea for people who want to be more productive. I think this is, in my opinion, much more of a toy than getting the the job done.
0: Sure. I have a Rift S, actually, so I do have a VR headset. So do Uh, I.
1: I I have an HP one.
0: Okay. Uh, I can... There's a way to make this work.
1: <laughs> okay. There
0: is a way to make this work, which would be like being able to hit a button to like only highlight the last, that part of that transcript of that meeting, right? Ah. So maybe you hit a button in the last like 20 seconds, get highlighted or something. And then you can just compile that at the end. Maybe that's how you take notes for it. Hmm. Like there's probably ways to work around this. I still hate it and think it's a terrible idea also now you are, you're operating solely on audio cues of someone's voice. You're no longer operating on yep. visual cues of their hand. Well, you can kind of get hand. Well, the that.
2: avatar is supposed to fix that.
0: Yeah, but you don't get someone's facial expressions, how they enunciate, how they're trying to like emphasize certain parts.
1: Yeah, like sometimes
0: how, you do that with nonverbal. Like, how
1: how could you tell if your, your boss is right. pissed? Like they're they're all going to be sitting there like. And your boss is could be like you missed every one of your Q3 goals, and then like they're gonna be sitting there smiling like this or whatever. And number like (laughs) how how are they? They're gonna like lip sync awkwardly, I guess. Like the VR can't do that out of the box, like unless they point a camera at your mouth or something like that. And can we also just quickly mention it's creepy as heck that there's just half of them. (laughs) I'm sorry, but. I just wanted to oh, mention wait, that. yes, they there's only half people? Yes, yes oh, yeah, all, no, it's, o- it's only legs. half of the person.
0: You never have legs in VR. You have to get used to that. It's weird. Oh, my God, I totally missed that.
2: Oh, yeah, you, you don't have legs in VR in general, but it's just one hey, of those things I, where it's to like... To be fair, though, on video calls, are you seeing the people's full bodies? You're only seeing them from, like, I don't know, mid-chest up. But we but know something's to there. Another, <laughs> like, to raise another point, though, and to put my little opinion on my own question or answer my own question. I would prefer Microsoft Teams over this um, for the sole reason of it seems like this application is almost strictly used for uh, meetings where someone is presenting something and only one person needs to be looking at a screen or in control of a computer. In many of my meetings, I know I need to be going into systems or checking um, online document systems, or even just checking my own computer for the documents that I have pulled up. This doesn't seem to be really applicable in, in, in my situation. I don't know if it does in yours fits or if it really just doesn't help. I know for me personally, um, and my job, this, this would, wouldn't make sense. I don't think it would really help um, this sort of, or, or, or to decrease, I guess, the distance that's set in when you have this work from home or remote work situation, um, it's, a cheap, it's a cheap solution um, to a, problem, a nobody, problem that is most yeah. simply solved by video chat um, and to a higher degree, being in person. Yeah, correct,
0: correct. And any, any fix that you would have to nail on to the VR thing to make it useful, would probably be equally as useful to just nail into a video caller as well. Like exactly, exactly. It, and it really, you are really missing out on like. Uh, I think people underestimate how much like visual cues dictate how you're having a conversation, like eye contact, muscle movements, micro muscle
2: movements, All this stuff's really important to communication. Right. Yeah, it is, and maybe Fitz, you can give some insight into this, but at least with my company, the majority of the meetings are camera off. Oh, no, mine are all on. Or better put, all right, so for us, it's camera optional. There's one meeting that we have or that we had uh, once a month that was camera, like required, but it was just like a team meeting, and it was like once a week, and it was more or less just a half-hour meeting to just kind of talk nothing about the company, nothing about the job, just kind of, you know, Talk about non-work things to kind of just get people's minds off of uh, this whole pandemic, and then also to sort of reconnect with our coworkers. Um, but that being said, I mean, yeah, a lot of my meetings don't have cameras on. I, I don't really, I don't really, I don't think I would benefit from everyone going camera on automatically. To that end, I can very clearly tell when my PM or you know our our superiors or even coworkers are irked by something, or like I could tell by their voice if there's an issue or what emotion they're giving off um, I, I don't think that in speaking personally for someone who started working remote and who worked remote exclusively for the first five months of of my job um, I don't think I missed out on any sort of or misinterpreted something that was said just because I didn't, you know, see someone's face. Yeah, you can clearly tell by their voice.
0: That's also an individual by individual basis, though. Different managers might be able to convey more through their voices than others. Right. Well, I, th- I think in general, though, like, at the very least, like, your key I want to use the word stakeholders, but like, the key people probably should have a camera on right like managers like whoever's running something should probably have a camera just to like show that because they're the people who matters the wrong word but like their opinion is kind of there for a reason right
2: yeah that's fair I, I i'll say we, we, i'll finish with two two points here one um i think <laughs> in the instance where this is applicable for uh presentation style things um, and especially when you're dealing with people who have money, so they're, in, I'm assuming they're higher ups who can afford the technology or the company can afford the technology. Um, the last thing you want is for someone to not be in the meeting cause they're, they can't be present cause they don't have their VR headset set up. And, you know, additionally, that adds another problem with technology, right? Um, I will say going remote or starting remote, um, Pose a lot some problems and it it persisted even for the people that were you know at the company before me you know where for example you can't hear the person on the other end they're muted accidentally um their their mic's just not working teams isn't working um adding another technology barrier i can only see is problematic just by already observing issues with the current system as robust as it is I, I mean, that, I can only yeah. imagine people trying to give a presentation I in forgot. VR or whatever, and them being muted the entire I time, forgot. and you I see forgot. them wobbling like this. I you forgot up that
0: point. <laughs> I don't know many 40-year-olds who well, are, like, well, super good with VR.
1: <laughs> think, think about the, that, that lawyer who made himself a cat for, like, half the, the, the legal thing a, a while ago, like, because he couldn't figure out Zoom. He was like a cat for like some court proceeding because of like the Zoom stuff. And I was like I- imagine that and then imagine you calibrating the sensor wrong and then somebody's trying to give a present presentation just like this and they're pointing with like the yeah. wrong hand or s- something like that. And it's it, it just is a mess. But anyway, it's yeah. cool to see what what Facebook's doing. They're, they're a little misguided in my opinion. I I think they're trying to solve a problem that didn't really exist in the first place, but or didn't
2: need a solution
1: exactly. Yeah, but eh. maybe they're just going to make their own VR chat. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's just, really, knows? It's just a test of that. Who knows? But I will tell you something cool it is a new uh, Audi. A new Audi oh. is really cool. Um, we have one more article before we're getting to our big thing, and I that's what you were probably saying, right? That's what I was anticipating, but. Audi's new autonomous concept car is kind of a transformer. It can grow by 250 millimeters at the touch of a button, switching from touring to sport mode. Like, look at this. It's like straight out of like some sci-fi thing. Like, look at that.
2: That's so cool. I'd, yeah, I'd... The, uh, the the pedals move, the, the wheel moves, um, the we, the car extends or shrinks depending on which mode you're in. Um, by 9.8 inches for all my Imperial folks out there, um, the two or three countries that still use uh, Imperial. Um, it's really cool. I, I think it's really yeah, neat. It's cool. It, Although, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it does, uh, at, in the, at the end of the day, pose a lot of regulatory questions and problems. I mean, one of which, and this is an autonomous car, but one of which being uh, a steering wheel that moves, <laughs> that can be concealed, uh same thing with the pedals and then imagine like i don't know the car fritzing out is when it's expanding and shrinking um that, there, there's no way that can be safe if you're moving which i think is why they're showing that when it's stopped um well they usually gosh but i won't let you My... but i think it's really cool i, I love its progression technology what? and i, I want to see more of this it's just it, it's cool it's cool I'm sketched out of the structural integrity of the car
0: that can there. shrink and grow. <laughs>
1: yes, like actually, <laughs> but I mean, other anyway. than that, other than that, two. other than that, it's straight it's cool. out of the sci-fi. Yes,
2: yeah. completely. To to a lesser degree, though, of I mean, structural integrity. Um, there are plenty of cars that are convertibles. They're, they're not quite safe up top, right? Oh, no, they're um, absolutely they I roll
0: If you roll that, you're going to die. I, I fully yeah. understand that. Like, you are allowed to make an informed choice. I am all for that.
2: And, and this is to a lesser degree. I, I, I am totally understanding and, and very much, I don't know if I'm very much in your camp of you know, this being scary. Um, I guess I, I haven't gotten past the, oh, my God, this is so cool phase. Um, I'll probably get to that soon after I, I think about it a little more. Uh, but yeah, I, I just like me out. the evolution of technology like this. When it's fully extended, it's a safety enhancer.
0: Cause it has like a built-in crumple zone cause it's extended.
1: Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, there you go.
0: Maybe, maybe that's, oh. that's my glass half full take. <laughs> there you go. Is
1: that
2: half full?
0: That's as half full as you're going to get out of me. That's like half full with sour milk.
1: That's as close as you're going to get to it with me. All right. (laughs) There you go. Well, now that we've gotten through that, we have our last story for today, but before we get to that, uh, we have a, uh, our what? What are we gonna call this? Like our twi- our tweet video, like random thing? I, I don't know. We're,
2: we're working on. We're working on the name. This is our our, our new segment, Meme Tweets, where we bring out a tweet or some sort of uh, I don't know video or clip from the tech industry to kind of just showcase that not everything is serious all the time. Um, this week, it's not quite a tweet. It's more of a video, which very much plays into our final uh, story here. But uh, I'll let you go with it, Fitz, and Alrighty. take it from here. Sure thing. We'll just show the video, I think, and with no introduction, and then I think that'll lend itself to uh, where we're going. So we have a robot, and it's moving. <laughs> what? And the robot oh, can no. also uh, do jazz I hands hate this. and
1: and dance (laughs) nice i hate this all righty i think we've seen enough of this i I want but this has been
2: another (laughs) edition of or lack thereof of meme tweets there you go (laughs) there you go and with that on to the last story
1: all righty well thank you for listening
0: fear that that thing is going to come bursting through the door
1: Honestly, honestly. Well, the reason being you saw that is that is supposedly the new Tesla bot that Elon Musk introduced during AI Day at Tesla this year. Um, well, oh, to be clear, it's not the Tesla
2: bot. It's suppo- a person in a costume. Yes. But a costume of what will be or look like the Tesla bot. So Just want to be clear.
1: This is But it won't move like that, right? No. <laughs> right? No. Hopefully, well, um the bot isn't a joke though. Supposedly, uh Tesla is designing a humanoid robot that uses its vehicle AI and cameras to basically be autopilot. I want it, I wanna see if they have the uh the slideshow here um from the presentation itself, but basically they showed like the features of it and one of the bullet points was friendly. And I thought that was so funny. I hate that. I thought that was funny. But long story short, Tesla is designing this to be a um, kind of like uh, replacement for laborers. I guess it could lift like 150 pound or yeah, like 150 pounds. It stands like 5'8 tall and like um, just has a bunch of. Uh, stuff that it could do i'm not sure if this is just more or less like a pipe dream to make the investors happy or a uh, actual thing they want to do if it's actual i think it's cool personally it's scary but it's cool
2: i, I just want to come on and say this because I, I commented this in our host chat um thursday night after watching it and i, I just think this is a funny like hot take at the time Um, (laughs) we were joking, we are talking about, um, you know, how there have been plenty of movies that have, uh, more or less kind of, you know, mentioned or, or explained why these sort of robots and machines are a bad idea. Um, and that was one of your responses. And I, my, uh, my, my, my answer was, do you think Elon cares? Elon is the God King. He will do whatever he wants whenever he wants. Mars, he's got it locked down. <laughs> Digging tunnels, Mars. finished the test system with the plans for several more. Flamethrower, it was a hot commodity. At this point, humanoid robots, screw it. I mean, uh, he's <laughs> he's kind of putting his 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 hands in all area, all sorts of areas. Now, more more on the robot. Um, I think the more interesting part of this is the fact that it's running a version or the full version. Of Tesla's autopilot, this this announcement came at the tail end of a uh, hour and a half uh, presentation before this, uh, exclusively on AI and how they're perfecting uh, autopilot and adding all sorts of sensors and and hardware. Um, and they essentially they they essentially built up to the point that autopilot is going to be so good that now we can use it in other situations and applications. And this is one of them. Um, to that end about Autopilot, um, Musk mentioned that he would consider uh, licensing the software uh, to other companies, which I think is actually a very smart idea. Um, I think, in my opinion, uh, Tesla is becoming more of, and, and it is more of a software company than they are a actual hardware company, um, despite all that. I think this is a a wild, crazy uh, thing. I don't think anyone was, all you know, right. predicting this. Um, the The specs that they gave 5'8", Okay, that's that's my height. It's a little weird. Um, it can it's one hundred twenty five pounds. All right. I mean, someone who's a little healthier than I probably weighs around one. Let's say forty at this height. But okay, uh, it can deadlift. What did it say? Like 150, 120 yeah. pounds or something um where are the specs here carry capacity 45 pounds deadlift 150 pounds i don't know how much i can deadlift i don't really deadlift but those are pretty good um in the speed of five miles per hour per hour they mentioned that um it's supposed to be able to uh basically do dangerous repetitive or boring tasks um and, and that's sort of the premise here and to that end the five miles an hour is specifically made so that you can outrun the bot if needed and that it won't your own abilities Um, i am it's it (laughs) it's just another weird tech thing i I don't think this is going to be some big kickoff of of companies creating you know robots like google or well apple um, or whatever um it's going to have a screen in the the face to give information um, to the user and they said you know he said you can give commands like go to the store and get this for me, which I mean, let's not forget the cars are driving about driving themselves now, and so when the laws allow it, um, to have your robot go to the store for you and pick up a, you know, the last ingredient you need in your in your recipe uh, for dinner, um, especially with mobile pay uh, now um, being an option, I, I can only imagine them integrating some sort of NFC chip to be able to to pay, tap to pay, which oh my god. That's a whole other can of worms. Um, I'm gonna end my rant there. I, I I'm speechless. I don't know if I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. Um, and I'll end it with this. I think it's very interesting that um, Elon has come out against AI in the past, um, specifically for widespread use uh, in in typical consumer use cases like this and then out of the blue all of a sudden going oh yeah well i'm gonna do 180 on that and i'm gonna do you one better it's gonna be in a robot
1: hmm. do you want to go or you want me to go
0: i, I mean i i can sure uh I, what actually is more confusing to me than obviously trying to put ai in a robot because yeah of course you would you would try to make something like that What's confusing to me is like making it look like a person and making it bipedal. Cuz I don't know how much you know about like movement or biology and all that, but being bipedal is like it's very, it's a very strange decision. Cuz of all the balancing and stuff that ends up having to go and how you have to move and carry things. Like there's there's kind of a reason that most things are at least partially quadrupedal. It's better for a lot of things, like speed, strength, and a bunch of other stuff. Bipedal is more useful to us because, you know, we got fingers and hands, and that's what helps us. I don't know if it's just. We got thumbs. Thumbs, yeah, opposable thumbs, dude. That's, I can opposable thumbs. That's a game changer. That's what makes
2: us superior. I mean, yeah. quite literally.
0: This is this is the game changer, man. <laughs> But I, I'm confused why it's bipedal is a big thing that I'm looking at. It's like, why is it not like some kind of tripedal with an arm or like some kind of way to pick up or something that looks almost like an ape maybe in so, order to give it bulk in different areas to balance itself, but still moves
1: on four things? Like So this is actually leading very well into the point that I was going to bring up. Do you think that in this situation, Tesla is going... F- after Boston Dynamics the company that makes I was, Spot
2: no because then they would have I made was, something that's efficient I'm confused why it's bipedal <laughs> I was going to sort of lead into that um I I listened to the majority of it including the 45 minute Q&A this 3 hour long presentation if you want to watch it you can find it on Google type up Tesla AI day you'll find it immediately um, majority of it's very boring. I couldn't even follow a lot of it because of the AI stuff until they got to the Tesla bot, which is just more shock than it is um, actual, I, I guess, yeah, breakthroughs in science and technology. That aside, um, they were asked questions regarding why they gave uh, these, why they're giving this robot, they're planning to give this robot hands you know, with four fingers and a thumb. And they think that they'll be able to, to pull it off Um, I, I don't necessarily believe that is like the superior form of artificial hands. Um, I think you can do a better job into that end. I am kind of with Ryan, you kind of mentioned this. I'm surprised that, well, I guess you alluded to this. I'm surprised they didn't really go after Austin dynamics specifically after spot. I think they could have done a really good job trying to create a competitor to spot um, using their AI technology, using Autopilot um, and this upgraded, improved version of Autopilot, um, I, I don't know if it, the reason is because they want it to be more uh, applicable in, like, again, real life situations. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's it's not feasible for uh, for what they want to do. Like what I from what example I, I gave, you know, uh, Musk saying you'll be able to tell the robot to go to the store and get your groceries for you maybe that's not in the cards for, for what they want to do. And that's just not, you know, their focus. Um, they really, they very clearly do though, have a focus and that is humanoid, uh, you know, robots. Um, again, I don't know why they didn't kind of, I don't want to say copy the Boston dynamics model with spot, but even just create a competitor, um, that I think could do a fairly good job, um, because, yeah, I mean, the, the bipedal sort of situation creates a whole ton, a whole host of balancing problems. And we've seen that with Boston Dynamics. You see it with yeah. all the videos. Um, yeah, having a, a three or four, probably most likely uh, a better situation, a 4 uh If you modeled it off a gorilla, better, that, that might be on.
0: your, like, best situation. You like, kind of looking at a gorilla and using that as a basis. Hmm. But I guess it depends on what you're trying to tailor it to do you know
2: yeah i mean like i said if it's supposed to be the everyday tasks um and it'd be kind of odd to see i don't know odd to see these spot like robots in in stores getting your groceries or or doing whatever for you i don't know if it's if if their whole kind of goal with this is all right you get a car that has autopilot all right then you also have on all god willing with the regulations um, the ability to send this humanoid robot into, with, with autopilot into your vehicle, drive to the store. The robot knows that what it has to do, can pay for everything you need, and then come back, go in the car, and you're back home with your Tesla bot. Uh, again, I, I think it's a specialized purpose. Uh, I, I don't really know why they chose the humanoid form. Maybe for, I don't know, cosmetic purposes. I don't really know. To to be able to have actual video of, of the robot dancing, like the guy in the in the costume, maybe? I don't know. But, I right, mean... I think, cre- I think it creates more problems than it actually solves. I think that this would probably
1: be like your, your very, very early rendering, your prototype, and then you're going to see this kind of like... I, I don't want to say watered down, but kind of in a way, where you're going to see compromises where maybe instead of it being completely bipedal it's riding it looks bipedal but it's really riding on wheels or or some something like that or um you have a compromise in the design of the hand or or something like that um i don't know i i mean i think it's going to be interesting to see where this goes from here and how tesla will be able to to leverage this and as you mentioned they're they're more of like a a software company now and not necessarily hardware per se and you i could i would also argue that boston dynamics does a lot more hardware than software so i don't know it's it's one of those things where are you what are what you what are you going to do and in addition all the boston dynamics robots are all uh I think I forget if they're hydraulic or pneumatic. All I know is they're not electric, um, like electric rotors, like actuators. So that's kind of the difference between these two that I'm seeing, and I don't know. That's that's
2: kind of what I what I say. I I do think one interesting point not quite an original one again because it was brought up in in the uh q a but one that i i did personally have watching this i guess not live but before i saw the q a um tesla has and it is known to have a lot of logistical problems now I, it comes from a variety of reasons but if they have a robot that can do monotonous boring tasks and repetitively and do them well, reliably. Who's to say that this robot isn't also being made for the purpose of being used in factory to kind of maybe speed along their processes, take the human factor out, make things a little cheaper for their bottom line? I don't see that being too out of... uh, you know, a, a two out of the blue con- concern, comment, um, question.
1: Huh.
2: I think we're Don't missing know. the big picture here.
0: What do we Brian, have so far? Inform us. We have robots, right? We have electric cars, starships, flamethrowers, semis. Think about it, all right? And tunnels. Clearly, he is building an army of robots to invade and take over the world for world domination and then expand his reach to the stars so that he has an interstellar galaxy empire. All right. (laughs) And that's what they're not telling you. Wake up, sheeple.
2: (laughs) You know, you know, you think about it a little
0: bit, though. It is freaky to have those things flamethrowers a way to move them all under your portfolio it's a little freaky <laughs> a
1: so, way to move wow, them a way yeah. to actuate them and yeah. a means by which to move them underground
0: like that's some <laughs> infrastructure to literally invade every country with robots it's freaky <laughs> if you think about it too much
2: so I'll let's say be honest
0: way. they're not that
2: good but yeah I'll, I'll say this and it sort of complicates an already sort of uh, set process where you can remotely control things. But, theoretically, you mentioned going to Mars. And the the robots are made to to do monotonous, boring tasks. So I'm assuming... I, I like where you're going with this. I think you know where I'm going with this. I do. I like it. But I can see... I don't think it's not very extreme to say it's possible that they could get to the point where they could be using tesla bots in in oh, yeah. their capsules on missions either to either send them to, to mars um, to build
0: up infrastructure yeah
2: yeah yeah exactly not having to send people um or just to test their their systems to make sure that they work so that then again they can remotely control things but yeah to to go you to have mars all the shelters to be and able everything to built. To build it, yeah, I mean they're and they then are someone just shows up on. and
0: they have all the like habitats built for you already. Nope. All I'm I saying think it's is too far. Starbase, Texas, from thence to Mars and
2: hence the stars. I mean, a tree, a tree grow, grows from a small seed, and I think this is the, the small seed that a potential large tree can grow from.
1: Well,
0: Elon, and I know you're watching this. We know you're a huge fan of the show. Thank you. <laughs> Listen to our advice.
2: The non-financial advice. The non-financial (laughs) advice. Because we are not financial financial advisors. We are not financial advisors. There you
1: go. And with that, uh, we're going to bring our episode today for a close. Um, I'll do the social media outro today. Uh, Follow us on social media. Um, You can go back to the front and uh, see all the names. I couldn't get all the same ones, which is sad. But anyway... um, yeah. And Ooh. I know, I know, I know. But anyway, um, we're also looking to expand our discord server. Um, so we, we use a discord server for a lot of the stuff we do and we're looking to expand that. So if you're interested in joining, uh, let us know. Uh, there is a invite link on our website, tech and you can join our discord server from there. Um, So once again, we'd like to thank you guys for joining today. It has always been a pleasure um, to do the show and I enjoy having a great conversation with everybody in the comments and uh, Grizzlo and Ryan here uh, as usual. Thank you guys for being here. And with that, uh, tune in next week for tech talk nation. We're looking to move to Monday next week uh, because uh, we're all busy and regularly. There we go. So Um, look forward to that and we will see you soon have a great night everybody
0: hey everyone thank you for listening to tech talk nation tune in next week for more discussion on the latest in tech